Talk in the Town is an initiative by Nagrik to create a platform for city leaders, visionaries, change makers, people who've gone against the grain in smaller and mid-sized cities to bring policy closer to people. Uh, and we, we've been getting people who are people working mm. with society, individuals, uh, people working with government, who and these are people who have identified that uh, the journey to change begins with them and uh, there are issues that a lot of our smaller cities and mid-sized cities are facing and it, they have taken upon themselves to identify ways in which they can uh, solve some of these pressing problems that our cities are facing uh, what we're trying to understand from various such experiences from diverse cities, from diverse contexts, is that how uh, people have identified uh, areas of interface between public policy and policy making, uh, and how they relate with lives of general people, um, and how people friendly policies can be made. So it's an attempt to humanize policy. And in the past, we've talked with uh, people who, you know, there, there is a group that uh, does walking trails in the city of Dehradun and they have using this critical mass of people who are people from Dehradun, they have been able to create a pressure group which uh, argues for better environment, for better transport. We have talked to somebody who's been leading uh, change in terms of better waste management in the city of Nagpur. We, we had a person who has been running an organization in Rajkot for the last 15 years, uh, which has been paving way for uh, creating more uh, animal-friendly policies and getting the role of municipal corporations highlighted that how they can make uh, uh, life easier for humans and uh, stray animals together, more uh, congenial. Uh, we, we also had a person who has been for the last 10 years uh, running an organization in uh, in Vadodara, where they have been uh, in, uh, inspiring youth to think about the environment, making small changes in, in their city and working with the municipal corporation as well as smart city to uh, take that change. And it is in continuation of such efforts, we uh, this time have uh, Nigel Albuquerque and Arun D'Souza who are from Mangalore. And Nigel is the co-convener and co-founder of Mangalore City Civic Group, uh, which is uh, a citizen-led uh, organization, a community-led organization, which has, in the last few years, uh, led from the forefront to uh, establish ward committees in the city of Mangalore. And uh, they have been able to get the ward committees established and uh, they are now functional. And we also have Arun D'Souza, who's been a regular uh, member of one such ward committee in ward number 38. And uh, today we are going to talk to both of them to understand the journey that Mangalore City had, uh, identify some of the unique factors that have put Mangalore in that place where it has been able to get these ward committees in place while so many cities around India have been trying to do it for the last 25 years and also understand from them the 
the successes, the challenges, the opportunities, and the lessons that are there for others. So maybe I'll. Uh, that's uh, that's the brief introduction for talking the town, and we start normally with asking our guests about them and their relationship with their city. So if you could briefly talk about uh, how. uh you are related with the city and uh, what is the what is the uh, this connect that you have with the city which drives you to do what you are doing i'm nigel albuquerque co-founder of manglo civic group well uh we uh, always wanted to do something of lasting value in uh, particularly in our hometown which is manglo and what i was what i in particular was observing is that the local government the local city government had zero accountability to the people who made the government that's the people of manglo nearly 6 lakh in population and nearly 4 lakh uh, electors so it's like you know one man or one woman would would seek the electors votes once in 5 years and thereafter run his own fiefdom no questions to be asked he would do what he would want to do or she would do what she would want to do as per their whims and fancies so 9 out of 10 times any citizen any commoner approaching their elected councillor with any grievance or any requirement uh would not be heard and corruption was rampant and on the rise so we as um as this is a hometown as i said uh we wanted to find a permanent solution to stem the rot and uh, we uh, did a uh, homework before we took up this cause and what i found was that the constitu- there was a constitutional um mandate for ward committees and area sabhas to be constituted this had taken effect nationwide in june 1993 and for more than 25 years it was intentionally and deliberately denied to the dutiful tax paying citizens of mangalore why is anyone's guess nobody likes to be asked questions because that makes things uncomfortable isn't it so the best way is block it and don't let it materialize on the ground so this is the this was the only way the people of manglo would have any semblance of accountability responsibility and transparency from their elected councillor and ensure art of governance 
which is of the people, by the people, and for the people. Uh, we approached the commissioner of the city corporation in Mangalore. But given that, you know, more than 25 years, not uh, the, uh, none of the commissioners uh, had moved in the matter. Uh, I mean, for reasons uh, that are out in the open and obvious, uh, <clears throat> he typically, the then commissioner was, you know, wavering in committing to get this done, even though it was his duty under the law of the land. Uh, due to our constant follow-ups with the commissioner, who is the authority, um, he finally said to me to go and get the court order, after which he would implement this. So it was obvious that the elected councillors just didn't want this to happen. They would come, I mean, you know how democracy in India in the last 75 years has been. The, the, common, the common people or the electors are remembered only at election time in general. And at all other times for the next five years, it is only selected citizens or privileged citizens who, who are in sync with the scheme of things on the part of the corporator. Uh, they are the ones who rule the roost. So what happened vote that the commoner cast and has no value in the end? What happens to it? So, given that we were determined to get this done, when the commissioner said to me to go and get the court order to get this implemented on the ground, we went ahead, filed a writ petition before the Karnataka High Court, and eight months later, this was in November 2018, and in August 2019, the judgment orders were pronounced for immediate steps to be taken for ward committees and area sabhas to be constituted in the corporation of the city of Mangalore. And the rest has, re has been realized, the subsequent steps rather, till date have been realized only through persistent pursuit with the subsequent commissioners who took over, uh, failing which you know what happens with mere court orders. They remain only on paper. So it was based on conviction that we brought the court order and we made sure through persistent follow-ups uh, that the commissioner implemented it with all the delays uh, involved. So that is, in a nutshell, what what we have done so far. So, so this is what uh, and I think we, we talked about it two days ago as well. Uh, and what is it 
that drives this persistence what is it that has caused you in mangalore to stay persistent with uh, following up the cause for ward committees what is it for arun that that ward committees are formed and you you are the one who goes to attend those meetings and maybe if it was there in some other city maybe people won't go so is there a factor there as a citizen of mangalore you said that is a home a uh, lot of people have hometowns not a lot of people end up doing this so is there something that is special uh, because of mangalore because of the way you are uh, i'll i'll ask nigel to go first and then i'll follow yeah see in the first place for change to take place anywhere not just in india anywhere anywhere worldwide the people who want the change people who demand for change have to stand up they have to stand up for the change that has not happened in most of the 145 cities nationwide that qualify for ward committees and area sabhas uh this is where we were different it is we were determined come hell or high water we are going to get this implemented on the ground it doesn't matter what it takes or how long it takes we are going to make sure that that we give voice to the common citizens of mangalore so that their voice is heard if not uh we don't live in a i mean we would not be living in a democracy at all uh, 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 there's no real point in uh, persisting with the same old rotten system where the elected representative is not held accountable to the people who make him the make him or her the elected representative so it is determination you can use the words determination conviction and persisting to logical end now you see the high court orders were passed in august 2019 it's 3 years 3 years have lapsed yet the persistence the persistence levels have only increased over these 3 years and now that what uh, committees are implemented in the and meeting monthly meetings are uh, functioned in, across the 60 wards of mangalore city corporation uh, i mean it doesn't end with that the next i mean what's next the next is to make the meetings effective simply merely calling a monthly meeting and and having a namesake meeting is futile it serves no purpose so making the meetings effective how do you make the meetings effective under the statutory provisions in karnataka there's the karnataka municipal corporations act and uh, uh, the amendment was in 2011 uh the the commissioner has to notify bylaws on bylaws pertain to how the meeting has to be held and a few other aspects as well such as attendance 
on the part of the chairperson, secretary, and the members, and uh, mm-hmm. any any other matter that is not covered under the Act and Rules. See, Act and Rules are broad guidelines. Now, if you're going, if you have to bec- uh, get spe- uh, specific if, uh, for specifics, you have to have bylaws on how the meeting has to be held from start to end. So we are now in pursuit. Our persistent pursuit continues with the commissioner for with the incumbent commissioner for drafting and notifying bylaws to make the ward committee meetings meaningful and that the common man i mean it should help the common man produce desired results uh that is uh uh, point one that we are pursuing at this time, and the second is, a high court judgment uh, was uh, orders were also for area suburb. It's not only sixty ward committees. Now area suburb is very important. I would say it is more important than the ward committee, simply because that is the platform. Area suburb is the platform where the common man speaks he, the common man speaks at the area sabha it is like the gram sabhas at panchayat level the electors of the area each ward is has been divided uh, into two areas so each elector of the area is eligible to attend and speak at the meetings at the area sabha meetings in turn the minutes of the area sabha of the two area sabha meetings within the ward are forwarded by the nodal officer who provides administrative assistance to the ward committee it's like the lower house and the upper house so once the minutes of the two area sabha meetings are forwarded to the ward committee the min- these minutes serve as the agenda for the ward committee meetings the ward committee then deliberates on the minutes of the area of the two area sabhas and the minutes in turn the minutes of the ward committee in turn the minutes of the ward committee are forwarded to the council secretary for i mean to be ratified during council meetings at the corporation level before implementation so in sh- in short it it is the governance of the people of manglo area sabha via ward committee to the city corporation so it's no longer uh, one man or one woman having a free run it is the people of manglo who will decide what needs to be done and what should not be done yeah, arun you can speak sure uh, i'll be a bit more pragmatic so since nigel is a very selfless person he's a very genuine selfless and a very persistent person and honestly every city needs a person like him right um but to, to i'm going to address mostly the second half of your question about why should citizens go for the ward committee meetings and i'm just going to appeal to basic human what do you say self preservation right 
do it for you forget i mean it's going to be very cynical but forget about country forget about anybody else think about your family think about you right if you want personal benefit from your local government right because you are a tax paying citizen hopefully right um just do it for you and honestly even with that very poor selfish motivation it will still have amazing results like what i've realized is appealing to people's good nature or being a good person a good citizen very limited in india right but i tell them forget about everybody else do it for you you want to see your neighborhood progress you want to see your facilities the facilities that you consume nobody else is going to do that for you except you right 75 years of independence have taught us that right uh, we had visionary politicians in the beginning and we don't i mean some of them are still exist but for the most part it's left up to the citizen the citizen has to if not take action at least participate right the basic tenants in especially in mangalore like i mentioned earlier our our roads are in one moment with a bounce here uh our roads are in a disastrous situation and we've had one death had one person die because of a pothole and i appeal to every citizen and tell them that do you want to see your father or your mother or your child die in a pothole right and if it should be that very simple selfish reason that you should participate nothing else right anything about that basic level <laughs> means you're a better person but i say that to every citizen of india that you know at least do it for yourself if nobody else at least for yourself and maybe, that will help the whole of the country maybe can you take an example uh, from just to recreate what goes on in a ward committee meeting and how uh, some of the things that you can do as a person who attends a ward committee meeting or as a member of ward committee meeting uh, can appeal to uh, you know things which can have influence on my life as a citizen so maybe sure. from one of the ward committee meetings like maybe just recreate that what a ward committee meeting looks like and what are the kind of issues that you can talk about and what is the kind of maybe not immediate change but incremental change that one can expect through a ward committee sure sure um so i've been i've been joining ward committee meetings uh, i think as typically one but i've i've joined nearly every one of them uh in the beginning of course there's a bit of confusion as nigel mentioned there are no bylaws right so you don't really know how things are supposed to progress but what we've done is in the beginning uh we essentially started with just the basic issues right each person who came to the ward committee meeting listed out their issues from there on we started refining it uh personally i'll tell you how i do it when i when i go to the ward committee meeting i have a running letter right a written letter which i submit to a ward committee member and i give a copy to the corporate as well and i get a signature from the secretary right in that letter i essentially cover what i feel are the issues important for the ward right now um we have progressed now what i've done is based on input from nigel 
uh, over WhatsApp. Like he's not not direct communication, but he's been sending us informational texts. Uh, we've included the functions of the ward committee. So what we do is we try to base the discussion around the functions that the ward committee members are supposed to do. Right. Um, so now there are about I think ten points there in that. I what I would advise in a ward committee, right, is um, structure your issues to be under one of those buckets, right? And if, of course, if nothing fits, you still voice it out, right? Say that I have a problem with this, right? And then it would be helpful if your neighbors who are also affected by this are also in the same, uh, the same. So I'll give you an example. Now, for short term as well as long term. For short term, we have this problem where uh, in the Kankanadi Bendur area, which is where we live, we have a massive parking shortage. Like there's absolutely no space for parking, right? Um, and because of that, there's a very popular restaurant nearby who's having fabulous business and we're very happy for him. But he ends up blocking the road at night, right? So all of our neighbors to the during the ward committee meeting. And the ward committee uh, came up with the short-term solution of engaging the traffic commissioner, right? And getting signboards indicating that this is a no parking area. So this is the change that has occurred because of ward committee, right? The, the persistence on a monthly basis saying that this is an issue, right? Has resulted in enforcement, which ordinarily would not have happened. Right, so traffic cops come, they find people, they inform people. All of that happens. From a long-term perspective, um, we are seeing things like, for example, the planning. Now, the roads. How are the roads going to be redone? Right. We've given suggestions. For example, we want ducting for all the utilities. Right now, what happens is anybody wants to do anything, they come and dig the road. Right. Indifferently, they make a mess of things, and it becomes completely unusable. The ask that I have is very simple. Please create a duct, which is a common standard in national highways. And layer all your utilities there so that tomorrow, if you want to add any utility or do any utility, you don't have to create essentially destruction of lakhs of rupees for this. Right? So we're seeing traction on that as well. Rachel, do you want to add anything on this part? Like the the pathway that ward committees have created, uh, like they, there may be short-term changes, there might be you know on-spot changes, but also you know uh, a pathway to more sustained policy-level change that is possible through ward committees. And your experience with what has been going on in Mangalore's ward committees the last few months. Nigel? Oh, you answer for me. Okay. Yes, yes. I thought that was for Arun. Okay. Um, as Arun mentioned, there are the functions of the ward committee. There's a list of functions, various aspects. <laughs> so, under e first of all, you got to understand that there is a, a that no matter can be turned down claiming 
that it does not come under the functions of the ward committee. You cannot, uh, in any uh, act or rules, you cannot list each and every point when, I mean, during the amendment stage. So broad guidelines are mentioned. So whatever uh, the broad heading, uh, the broad headers rather are mentioned. So most of the uh, uh, civic issues would come under these functions. However, as I said, no matter can be turned down merely citing that it does not come under any of the functions. Moreover, any matter that is outside the jurisdiction of the city corporation, even here, for any matter like this, even here, there is a provision in the rules that the secretary of the ward committee issues notice to the other department officials to attend the meeting. Now, for example, there are uh, other departments that overlap in the city administration, such as National Highways Authority of India, or it could even be the police department, particularly the traffic police. Uh, likewise, there could be several other departments. Uh, you call you the... Uh, the uh, the secretary issues notice. The members have to have to uh, ask the secretary to issue notice, and that notice is then sent across to the concerned official to come and attend the meeting. And at the meeting, you you find solutions to the problems faced. Uh, that apart, the the there is one particular function you refer to policy influencing policy at the corporation level uh, there is one particular function in the list of functions for ward committee that that uh, i would say overrides almost all other functions and that is it's called ward development scheme Each ward committee prepares a proposal which is called ward development scheme and submits it to the corporation for allotment of funds. You know, there's the budgeting that takes place for each ward. So how the budget should be utilized for what development that is that is what development scheme you the members prepare this uh, proposal uh, here in mangalore the budgeting is done on an annual basis so they can you can do this on an annual basis an annual proposal uh, submitted to the corporation in response the commissioner will allot fund, uh, will budget for it. Commissioner will budget for it and allot funds. And the corp, uh, the the ward committee, when I uh, uh, I mean particularly the members, they will 
ensure that the allotted funds in the in the ward's budget are utilized in uh, for the proposals that were listed in the ward development scheme so it is this i think definitely influences uh, policy at the corporation level because earlier as i said one man or one woman would decide what should be done and what should not be done here it is a collective decision of the committee further the uh, the ward development scheme is based on inputs from the area sabha the area sabha submits recommendations for ward development scheme what should be included what the people want the ward committee computes all those points together submits the ward development scheme gets the funds funds are allotted and implemented there is no rocket science in this has mangalore already seen a cycle of uh, uh, no not like, yet okay. not yet five meetings are up the six meetings are on okay. uh ward development scheme has yet to take shape what has happened so far is in the five meetings held till july uh people have been voicing out their grievances through the members and in some uh, ward committees uh, the chairperson hears everyone who comes for the meeting who attends the meeting um, because finally the chair decides who should speak so if the corporator is comfortable with hearing even non members i mean no one can stop him right so but this is not a, a practice by all the ward committees and technically it is correct that only members should speak during the ward committee meetings if the ward residents have any matter to be submitted they should be submitting to the member in writing with due acknowledgement and uh, the member raises the matters during the meeting during the meetings the secretary records the minutes of the proceedings of the meetings and in the next meeting the following meeting the se the secretary provides an action taken report on the minutes of the previous meeting the, this uh, action taken report also has not really been practiced as i said what has been done so far in five meetings is either people submitting in writing to the member or speaking when the when the chair lets them speak during the meeting uh and uh, all the members even speaking and the secretary recording the minutes this this has been followed broadly followed can you uh but the you... action taken action taken report on the minutes of the previous meetings is yet to be put in place that is very it is crucial uh so that the meetings develop meaning and uh, the more important aspect is the ward development scheme it is like you're planning what should be done and what should not be done for at least one year so, and you are monitoring how the funds allotted are utilized can you so talk a bit about very important 
can you talk a little bit about the kind of uh, issues that uh, you know people have been uh, raising in the ward committee meetings like maybe it'll give us you know, an idea about the kind of things that people yes. can actually talk about it could be it could <clears throat> the there are a range of issues uh, it could be pertaining to drinking water supply or it could be solid waste management or underground drainage or roads roads footpaths stormwater drains even billing even the billing and taxes uh, and uh, i would say in five meetings it has been more of grievance redressal without action taken report but uh, the positive side is where there were no ward committees there are ward committees so what needs to be done is making the mean, making the meetings meaningful and effective for which we need bylaws and uh, we also need area sabha because when as so long as a limited number of non members attend the ward committee meetings the corporator or the chairperson can hear everyone who attends a small number it could be 5 it could be 10 it could be 15 i don't think it will exceed that at this stage uh but what happens if 100 people turn up can the chairperson hear all the 100 he'll have to spend the entire day or at least uh, most of the day doing that this is where area sabha comes in a different platform for the ward residents who are not members of the ward committee and another another platform for the members uh, these are initial stages where small as i said small uh, number of non members are attending so there there is a possibility that everyone speaks that's not, that won't happen when the numbers uh, increase so what is the so, typical uh, what is the typical attendance in uh, ward committee like right that now? is another that's another good point you raised not all the members selected have been attending all the meetings there are some who attend off and on there are some who have not attended a single meeting and there are others who have attended each and every meeting so there's a cross section when it comes to attendance so they are general citizens as well in the meeting yes non members also the the ward committee meetings are open to the public so how so many any, anyone can attend not you can attend not just your ward committee meeting you can attend any of the 60 ward committee meetings under this rule so what would be like the number of people in a typical ward committee meeting the range like the uh, attendance and the largest again, attendance again as this is this is the these are the initial stages uh, the apart from the members the non members could range between 5 and 10 sometimes 12 but definitely not more than 15 
members as i said not all members come in some committees most of the members come attend in some you find only the minimum quorum being met so all of this points in one direction and this is creating awareness educating the people about their constitutional right no doubt we have taken the lead manglo civic group has led the cause and we have done the impossible of three decades we have made it possible on the ground but do all the 4 lakh voters of manglo know what ward committee is or what area sabha is or how they can improve their conditions their living conditions by participation citizen participation uh, i would think most people have heard about ward committee but not area sabha and very few people understand the true meaning of ward committee and area sabha so it points to educating the people people have to be uh, shown how the ward committee is beneficial to them how the area sabha is beneficial to them this is a completely new system our people even though they are educated in manglo uh they have been accustomed to following one man or one woman you will be surprised in my, in the ward i belong to 31 bj the secretary failed to issue meeting notice a seven day advance notice with agenda has to be issued for each and every meeting under the rules secretary the secretary failed to issue the notice for the, for the june meeting and no meeting was held in june i realized that people are not abreast of the act and rules and this being my ward i took the initiative prepared a letter under the rules wherein the rule which refers to what should be done if and when a meeting is not held a particular meeting is not held i drafted the letter i uh, got it ready <laughs> and we went to we contacted the members there are nine members and you will be surprised only one member out of nine was willing to sign the letter whereas on the other hand 10 non member ward residents willingly signed the letter this raises a lot of questions on one hand you see it is ingrained in the people no matter how educated they are to follow the corporate why they declined signing the letter is the members why they declined was they felt that if they signed the letter they would be going against the corporate so you see 
how they are accustomed to listening to the corporate. Corporator's word is final. I was trying to drive home the point that we are that this is the rule, and we have to follow the rule. We are here to hold the corporator accountable, responsible, and make him and also transparent for his actions. But no, it did not break any ice, did not cut any ice, and uh, finally one member and ten non-members uh, non signed, and the letter was submitted. The commissioner took action, and uh, the July meeting notice was served, and now it is back on track. So, first and foremost, people should be People should read the act and rules. It's not uh, some legal terminology that uh, commoners would not understand. It is very simple language. The, the Amendment Act of 2011 has a mere six pages. The rules of 2016, Ward Committee rules 2016, has a mere four pages. Ten pages in layman's language, which anyone who reads can understand. People have to read this. And then maybe they can be assessed and they should score at least 70% is what I feel. Uh, but all of this is yet to happen. There's no, escape to, there's no escape to reading and understanding and, and, for, uh, and subsequently practicing what is written in the act and rules. This is fundamental. So because of this, there are lapses found. Uh, people, most of the members selected do not know what their role is, what their duties are. So the biggest challenge that is going to come up in the future is going to be <laughs> making the members aware and educating them how do you do that? MCG is doing. Now, how do you do that? The, the best way to do it or most effective way of doing it is they should read the six-page act and four-page rules. If they have questions, they can always ask. When, uh, ask uh, uh, and we, we will give competent answers. Or, they can, or if uh, they are more comfortable going to the commissioner, let them go to the commissioner or the nodal officer and ask them and they will be given proper answers. So, until you know the rules of the game, you cannot play the game. But you cannot drive a car again, without a driving license, can you? If they don't join, is it uh, like there is no penalty? Like if it is... If they don't join... The, the, the meetings... You mean if they, if they don't, don't attend the meeting? If the members don't attend the yeah. meeting. Uh, this again points to the bylaws. Which have not been. We we will have to include a bylaw for attendance on the part of the chairperson, secretary, and the members. In my view, I have said this to the commissioner very clearly that if a member fails to attend three meetings without approval, without approval, say from the commissioner or from an officer appointed by the commission, then the such members have to be disqualified, and, and uh, because it's meaningless to have uh, absentee members who are not interested in coming for the meeting, and um, 
the replacements will have to be sell, uh, chosen from the lot that was not selected and commissioners agreed for this apart from this this being the first time applications were invited for membership to the ward committee uh, again people rushed and applied under the general and women category there are five criteria to be met apart from general and women three general and three women there are two resident associations to be met one sc and one st the reserve there was a paucity of uh, applications for the reserved categories and an excess 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 number of applications were received for the general and women categories that is the reason why many people got disappointed when they were not selected you can select only six but if you have 30 applications what are you going to do hmm? we i think we are coming to an end to this leg as well so i also want to ask you what we discussed briefly last time mm -hmm. is the difference between a mangalore and say mysore or hubli mm. in terms of getting to do what uh, you have done and mysore mysore a few of the, a few people in mysore sorry and and from building on that if you can also talk about what should they learn from your experience yeah a few activists in mysore <clears throat> following on uh, what we had done in mangalore they also went to the high court and filed a writ petition and uh, a few months later the judgment orders were uh, were out uh they went to their commissioner and the commissioner said there are no proper claims to move ahead or to get this implemented and he wrote to the higher level authority which is the urban development department in bangalore for guidelines to be issued <laughs> and uh, that's uh, uh, that was it now what i would have said if i was in their place now if, for example if it's another matter that a manglo city corporation commissioner did not do this he proactively moved in the matter even though there were no proper guidelines uh, but if he had acted the way the mysore commissioner had acted i mean the way he acted i have said to him that you can write to the urban development department asking for guidelines to be issued but till the time the guidelines are issued if you are going to maintain a status quo and not move ahead in the matter <coughs> it will be a disservice we would be doing to the people of manglo hence instead of delaying the already delayed process already delayed system uh you go ahead and implement implement the new system in the best way you deem fit if there's a lacuna in the law if there are no proper guidelines no problem you go ahead 
and implement it in the best way possible as you deem fit in the future when the government or the urban development department issues guidelines then you we can look into which guidelines are not are not met from what was done earlier and have a and then take up corrective action measures instead of this the mysore commissioners conveniently sat back and saying uh, let the guidelines come and then we move so you see there is a lack of persistence on the part of the activists who brought the high court orders again this is the difference between what we did in mangalore and what they did in mysore they thought you get a high court order show it to the commissioner and sit back everything will be done no it doesn't happen that way citizen see what are we promoting we are promoting institutionalizing citizen participation as per the act now when you are doing that you yourself have to be proactive you have to go ahead participate persist and only then you will get what you want whereas uh, here in mysore they after the judgment orders and all this the commissioner wrote to the U, uh, U, uh, urban development department the ud in bangalore and uh, everyone sat back so if there's no persistent pursuit it's not going to happen so nigel for mind for mangalore i just want to also ask that is there an ecosystem within mangalore uh which includes you of course which allows you to be persistent and uh, you know that you are there and you know are there other moving parts of mcg or of the you know uh, you use the term activist mm. but what are those various forces strengths skills that have allowed you to you know then do you have a lawyer do you have like media like if you can also talk a little bit about that what does this ecosystem look like which has helped to keep up this momentum frankly speaking the ecosystem is a few select individuals only i would say majority of manglo citizens are still not aware about the benefits of ward committee and area sabha and uh, we we leading the cause knew what exactly we wanted and we persisted in the matter we had an advocate for in the high court but after that we have not had any advocate the lo- local press and media have been supportive but taking the lead is for us if you don't ask you don't get you don't receive so the ecosystem is here in manglo was a few select individuals leading the cause uh which is uh under the banner of manglo civic group 
so it has to come from the people it has to come from the people leading the cause initially and once implemented it has to come from the citizens and uh, that is that is how you build the ecosystem i think we are again almost at the end of this call as well so what i also want to ask you is that what does the road ahead look like for you what is that the you road ahead for? the road ahead is positive the very fact 60 ward committees are implemented everyone thought this was an impossibility and we made it possible next we'll get the bylaws and uh, area sabhas also done and then as i said finally we'll have to create awareness corporation will have to come forward we can support and create awareness among the people why they should go for these meetings why they should attend these meetings how how they can make a difference to things um, around them in their ward in their area and in their neighborhood so it will take time but with time it will all fall in place uh and the best way for the word to spread is word of mouth keep telling people see the best way i would say is someone tells you there is a civic issue someone brings it to your notice that is when you inform him you educate him about ward committee and area sabha how he his voice will his or her voice will be heard through these platforms and encourage them to go and attend the meeting do it once see the results and then you will do it again yes so you would i think what i was asking was that what does the uh, road look like and you were talking about making people aware and that's the i think one of the last part that i want to kind of ask you to build on that what do you think is stopping people right now like for the members one can understand that there are uh, you know restrictions or you know, mental blocks from the corporator side but for citizens uh, even the what citizens what is that stopping and what can make them come yeah even the citizens see we call ourselves a democracy but in practice it is far from a democracy uh the citizens also just as the members are accustomed to following the corporator now suddenly for them to make a u turn and start questioning the corporator making the switch that is going to take time this is not something that can be done at the push of a button <laughs> the very fact that when we went and said to the commissioner that what has been done all these uh, last 25 years is wrong you have to do it this way this is the way we want things to be done that itself we have fa- i mean obvi- it was obvious we would face resistance right because you know you have had a well oiled system a well oiled machinery that has worked uh, very fine for so many decades and then suddenly someone comes up to you and says 
no this won't do this is not to be done and instead it is to be done the other way so making this switch i mean we we were we were confident we acted based on conviction but the common man may not have the same level of conviction so how do you make the common man uh switch the the i would suggest on as i said earlier on one hand they, they have to read the act and rules know the rules of the game before you play the game encourage promote that on one hand and on the other hand where as i said even this as i said before uh someone draws your attention to a civic issue you tell you you say to him how the ward committee or the area sabha will will help him out will help find a solution which otherwise the corporator would not give him encourage people to submit their grievances in writing to the ward committee members with due acknowledgement and also tell them inform them that the member will raise the matter your point during the meeting the secretary will record the minutes of the proceedings of the meeting and at the next meeting the secretary provides an action taken report on the minutes of the previous meeting so you follow up on that people have to come forward you want a solution you have to come forward there can be no complaint without a complainant so nothing uh, the uh, nothing works without the people coming forward you want change you want solutions then you come forward you don't know how to uh, move ahead okay open the uh, act and rules read through you have any questions you ask and clarify and you learn and then practice it is there also a this is what citizen participation is all about citizens have to come forward don't expect the administration to come forward they have not come forward for uh, 3 decades is there anything is there a silver lining that one can also say there is for the corporators because looks like that the corporators are reluctant or they feel that there is some kind of a turf issue but is there a way in which actually they can be convinced that this may actually make their work easier and it's not necessarily uh, to create a competing competing uh, area of work but uh, i would say i would say again i would say even the corporators the who are the chairpersons and the secretaries should be abreast of the act and rules don't follow what the people say don't follow what the corporator says and don't follow what the secretary says follow what the rule book says that's all does the rule book imply that it could be a tough issue for the corporators or is that a is that a unmanifested is, fear if uh, if the member is asking 
a question for the sake of accountability, holding the corporator responsible for his actions and making him transparent, why should the corporator feel uneasy about it? He would feel uneasy about it only if he has something to hide, isn't it? Hmm? After all, whose money is at stake? Who's the taxpayer? So the taxpayer reserves the right to question how his how the money he paid as tax has been utilized, isn't it? So why should the corporator feel threatened? Be honest. No? This is a democracy. We are living in independent India. Um, I think that brings me to the end of I would the... say, uh, Tarun, I would say hmm. the corporators, will, uh, I mean, many of them are already in sync and the, the ones who, are, who still feel uncomfortable will, will come in line, will be brought in line shortly uh, when they will realize that uh, you don't go to the people only for votes once in five years. You also got to give them the right answers to the questions they they ask you. That is what the spirit of participatory democracy is all about. I would say alien, completely alien, I, I should say, in 75 years of independent India. Now we are making a start. Uh uh taken the first step here in Mangalore. Hopefully others should come forward. See, you can't spoon feed here. Citizen participation, citizen participation is a concept where it has to come from within. The local people have to come up, uh, have to come forward. You cannot go and act for them. They have to act for themselves. So Give up this fear that the corporator is a ward monarch and, you know, we can't ask him questions and all that. If you if you are living in that fear, then I think uh, uh, democracy is meaningless. Uh, you have to hold him accountable. Ask him the right questions. There's a, be assertive but not aggressive. Get your point across. Uh, uh, through a parliamentary dialogue. But at the end, the objective has to be met. I think so, that's a... uh, I think, uh, Tarun, you, you had even said to me that uh, this is the only example of its kind anywhere yes. in India, huh? yes. what we have done in Mangalore. That's why I think uh, a lot of people are looking at Mangalore to carry forward with this initiative that you have started and you've gotten to this end and we wish you all the best to carry it further ahead and meet the other logical conclusions that are there and uh, I think through this platform we make sure that you know, we, we talk about it even more because a lot yes. of these lessons I think we have had discussions through phone call and through uh, I think localized media, but I think at a national scale, there isn't enough information about the actual uh, things that have gone behind the scenes to bring it to fruition. 
and uh, the the story of the challenges and the success i think that is worth sharing and a lot of cities as you said 145 cities are the ones which can actually learn from this example as long exactly. as you have people you inside the city who can lead the good fight uh, and in the end to also realize that it's not a fight it's something yeah. which is for your i own. wouldn't say i wouldn't say what we have done in manglo is perfect but i would say i would give it uh, a two thirds pass uh, a two thirds pass in other words uh, two thirds is satisfactory uh, the re- the remaining one third has to be has to be ironed out you cannot achieve perfection at the start it is a process it has to evolve it has to mature with time and uh, people have to be made aware that is the, the crux here is awareness and educating people about the merits of the ward committee and area sabha and uh, manglo is what has been what we have achieved in manglo is indeed a model for the remaining cities to follow there are about in fact exactly there are 145 cities that qualify as per the 2011 census and i'm sure there are no ward committees in about 140 out of the 145 if i'm not mistaken so what manglo has achieved is only because of citizen persistence you have to stand up there are no two ways about it and likewise the people of manglo have now to follow and stand up for themselves it will take time you cannot bring a systematic change in a short span of time uh, but the effort has to be on uh, step by step we will be able to scale heights thanks and uh, just just one other point uh, tarun yeah. uh, given that manglo has been leading the way um according to what you had uh, st- said to me uh there's no other example anywhere across india in recent times uh some kind of recognition and award program would need to be put in place to encourage the torch bearers to move to the next level yes so i guess there are no such programs offered anywhere in india and hence uh if nagarik nagrika and uh, uh could look into uh negotiating with corporates because from the government it's not going to be easy i won't say it's not possible but not going to be easy but uh, 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 the corporate sector would be uh, the private sector the corporates would be more effective and um to bring about um uh, some kind of awards and recognition program wherein torch bearers for the cause of citizen participation are encouraged and supported so it's like you know from the feeling of being all alone on your own 
you begin to realize once you have such programs in place you begin to realize that yes society is indeed supportive so think... so rather than leaving uh, such torch bearers uh, on their own if they could be streamlined uh, and uh, you know through the right channel and uh, brought under this under such a program with corporates it could it reserves the potential of producing greater heights absolutely i think we discussed this and uh, yes. this is something that we are going to pursue again I congratulations hope, uh, for leading yeah. this thank you thank you yes, please, uh, in, uh, uh, i hope i have a uh, Uh, addressed uh, uh if not everything at least most uh, the most of uh, our action here in manglo or is there anything else that you feel i need to throw light upon so i think we we've kind of covered the entire spectrum starting from your november 2018 petition yes. to the present where we now have uh So you know, we actually have ward committees, and I think we will come back again once the area sabhas yes. also get formed. Bylaws and area sabhas. It should, it should take a. I would I would think bylaws and area sabhas should happen within the next two months or so, um, and uh, then things would be better streamlined. I think we will maybe do a small follow up after that as well. We can we can always do that yeah, to yes. continue with the. with the initiatives that you've taken yeah but i think for now we we very happy to have covered all the things that we talked about and i think it's something which is not out there which has not been shared uh, very extensively and we hope to be able to uh, be a facilitator in doing that and i'm actually very pleased and very happy that nagarika took notice of our efforts Huh? Uh, you know, it's like you're leading a cause for the sake of the people, and uh, the people for I mean, the people don't really take notice of what you're doing because I mean, the the, uh, uh, the when they are not fully abreast of the matter, they wouldn't be able to take notice. so it's a pleasant uh, uh a pleasant surprise actually that uh you and your team at nagrika have taken notice of our torch bear efforts in mangalore i think it's it's our pleasure and we are actually privileged to uh, have known so many such efforts and uh, as they say no that a lot of good fight is like golfing the people are alone and as you were saying that if there are more people that come to know about who are doing the same thing that you don't feel so alone so yes each other that we have got and, uh, and that's the reason that we definitely when it comes to smaller cities see now that uh, there is this high court judgment which we which we uh, won and then there's also another judgment uh, that my, uh, that has been won for myso mm-hmm. 
now people don't really need to go to court you just yes. refer make a reference to these judgments and ask for implementation isn't it yes it's all the more easier for people going forward correct you pave the you pave the i think the evidence is there sir yes thanks thanks again nigel and again and, and again tarun uh, no one really paved the way for us but we are uh, uh happy and uh, elated to to have set up a platform for others to take off from you know i was thinking about uh, you know there is this line famous bollywood uh, dialogue of amitabh bachchan where they where he says that hum jahan khade hote hain line wahan se shuru hoti hai and i think that is kind of a motto for talk in the town the people that we are actually finding they are essentially the people who have a corollary of that line that jahan se where we start stepping that's where the path of change starts you know and yeah. i think that's what that's what uh, a lot of people so, like you who have started so, is, there is no so road and start stepping where there was no platform exactly so where there was no platform we have created a platform exactly now it's so easy for others to use the platform and board the train isn't it yes. all so, that is required is conviction the same words i have to have to use conviction determination commitment and finally persistent pursuit till till logical end is achieved the uh, 74th constitutional amendment itself is about coming forward and participating so from the right from leading the cause to the actual citizen participating in the ward committee and area sabha meetings it's all about citizen participation and that is the best way we can develop and progress into an inclusive society and uh, far from all the uh, political and social evils that coexist and uh, the uh, people can be directed on the right path so that it only benefits everyone thanks thanks again nigel yeah.